or whatever time it might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Cho Show podcast here on theswallreport.com. I'm your host, JG Smooth. And you might have noticed a change in the intro music. That is because it is indeed, like the great poet Ice Cube said, it is indeed a good day. It is a good day on many fronts. And I will jump into that momentarily. But I, I do want to start off here by apologizing. Um, for last week, I came down with strep. Uh, as you know, that is no joke. I had zero voice. Uh, could barely swallow. Um, but, you know, I'm not at 100% yet, but I'm good enough to where I can definitely talk. Uh, so we don't have to have that long write-up. Uh, you know, I know had trouble for that uh for that roundup last week i didn't like it because you know the whole point of this podcast was for you to not have to read thousand word stories which is what that was but you know i had to get out the information somehow um so again i apologize but we are back um and uh Back in, and hopefully it will be better than ever. Uh, so I want to start off here uh, by giving some shout outs uh, this this week. Well, I don't, it's not really shout outs, it's more so just uh, inf- information regarding other UCL sports. Uh, the UCL women's basketball um, has uh, Broncos Madness this Thursday, October 25th at 8 30 in Hamilton Fieldhouse. You can come out there, get an early look at the 2018 2019. Women's basketball team. It's definitely going to be a different look and feel. Um, we had quite a few departures due to graduation, so it should be interesting to see what head coach uh, Guy Hardiker and his staff have put together. Uh, and then this Friday, the volleyball team, uh, the number 11th ranked volleyball team in the country, has a very important matchup here against number two Nebraska Kearney. Uh, so that is Friday, also at Ham- Hamilton Fieldhouse. Uh, you come out, support that. That is, it is a big game uh, with a lot of implications. Uh, and then finally, uh, but finally, before we get into the recap here, uh, I do want to say we do have, for the first time ever, we actually have video of the post-game interview. Now, uh, as you know, last time I had said in the podcast that we would have it below, and we did not have it because uh had technical difficulties uploading it. Uh, I got it on the, on the, on the computer, but it would not upload to the site for some reason. So that's why that was not uploaded because I, I had it, it was there and it just wouldn't upload on the actual site. But this time I found a workaround and we have for sure have it. Um, so if you want to click on that link, it should be below. Um, and then finally, before I jump into this here, you're going to want to stick around till the end of the podcast because I have a major, major announcement that uh, that that is definitely going to um, that is groundbreaking. It, it is it is it is a huge deal, not only for for me for this podcast, but for the website as a whole. 
and we'll definitely need your guys input about that um so you don't want to miss that at the end of the podcast so um without further ado um UCO just dominated. Uh, UCO dominated Walsburn uh, to the tune of 34 to nothing. Uh, that that is the first shutout uh, since October 4th of 2014. So we're almost four years, a little over, a little over four years. It's the last time UCO recorded a shutout, and they they did so in really dominating fashion. Uh, the the defense held Walsburn. Uh, who actually ran six more plays than UCO did uh, to a season low 231 yards of offense. So, uh, you know, again, the the um, defense that I had mentioned was the strength of the of the team. Uh <clears throat> Is now playing like it, uh, so that that that's always good. Um, and you know, uh, before I, I I really get into it here, uh, here's Nick head coach Nick Bobek's opening statement. Um, you know, we we played pretty well. It was one of the more consistent games that we've played this season. It wasn't. Uh, the second quarter was a little bit of a dip. Uh, wasn't wasn't real pleased with that, but I think we played pretty well. Um, you know, at, at the uh, you know really from from an overall standpoint, obviously defensively we, we played really well. Um, you know, I'd like to like to have seen a, a few more turnovers created, but uh, you know the one was big. Uh, offensively, we got to put the football in the end zone. Um, you know, we leave we leave some points out on the field uh, today. Where uh, you know that's can that can bite you in the tail at the, at the end of the day, and, and we've got to do a better job now. So, so the 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 the, the uh, two big notes that, that I got from that opening statement is again the lack of consistency uh, that that has played this team all season. Uh, hopefully, uh, with the next two games. We should see some some consistency, um, just because of the caliber of the opponents that we are playing on the next two 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 weeks. Um, and then he also mentioned the uh, the lack of red zone touchdowns. Uh, again, with with Ch- if you did not read the uh, roundup, Chandler Garrett, who who is the goal line specialist, uh, got hurt again in the uh, Missouri Western win. Uh, And so we're now down to just Will Collins and then uh, true freshman Camden Cargill from CHA as the backup. So they're trying to not run Will Collins uh, as as much, at least on uh, design runs. And Will Collins did have seven carries for 10 for 35 yards and one one touchdown. Um, But only one of those was a design run. The the other six were scrambled because again they can't really afford to um to have uh will will Collins injured um because you know that then then you're just putting yourself in a in a tough tough spot moving moving forward but um 
again, you know, I mean, Ezio did have to settle for a 25 and 24 yard field goal. So you could say those should have been touchdowns, and instead of 34, it should have been what 49. So uh, you know, I mean, again, it, it, it was not important in this game that they did not uh, convert in the red zone. But uh, moving moving forward, especially um, in the season finale against Emporia State, uh, is going to be uh, critical. That they do indeed um, get those touchdowns inside the 20-yard line. Um, he 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 also mentioned the uh, the the defense here, uh, and um, he 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 went on to expand on that. So here's here's uh, we're back again uh, on his defensive team's performance. Pretty good on the defensive side of the ball. We've got a talented group there. It really kind of starts with the linebacker group. And, um, you know, we've, we've finally gotten a little bit of consistency at the defensive line, and that's where we were kind of struggling early in the season. And, um, you know, and then in the back end, we're not giving up the chunk plays like, like we, we, we were early in the year. And uh, I think it's four games in a row now that we haven't given up a touchdown pass. Um, we've got some kids that are really playing well in that back end. So, you know, uh, just 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 watching the past couple of games, I, I have to definitely agree here with Coach that the that the secondary uh is leaps and bounds better than what it was. if if you if you listen to the first uh the three podcasts or so, uh you know I was critical of that of the of the secondary because they really were not getting getting the uh the job done. They had a lot of blown assignments back then. I I, I know that they made some changes. Uh they, they they put some more experienced guys back there. They 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 put a few of the few of the transfers uh Back there, uh, and and you could you could definitely immediately tell uh, tell a, a a difference. You know, in that in that opener, they had started uh, both redshirt freshman Kobe Underwood and Daniel Bauman, both really talented guys, but both really not ready yet. And they and and so they were able to make that a switch, and and has pretty much uh, has been a different defense since that point in time. Um, Definitely, to me, I would say the catalyst to that secondary, besides Malik Walker, uh, who has been uh, not, nothing shy, spectacular at that corner spot, uh, is a guy that that's somewhat gone under the radar. You know, we we talk, we talk about O'Shea Harris, we talk about uh, Malik Walker. Uh, we mentioned Kobe Underwood had that pick last week. Uh, you know, we we talk about Deion Hallman. Uh, talk, talk about the um, the uh, Kansas State transfer whose name now eludes me. Uh, but we forget about Jacory Hunt. And you know, if you had uh, you had listened when when we did the fourth and long podcast, if you had uh, listened to it, and uh, I, every time I mention how uh, Dallas Cowboys City uh, Xavier Woods brings the wood. You know, I was trying to think of something along the lines of that 
to Jakari Hunt because Jakari Hunt, if you have not seen this seen this man play, Jakari Hunt does not mess around on, on the on the on the football field. Jakari Hunt, uh, every time he is near the ball, a a tackle will be made, and not not only just a tackle, but a heck of a tackle, a tackle that uh, all the way in the press box, uh, you can you can feel the offensive players. Pain. Uh, Jakari Hunt uh, again. Well, a couple of couple weeks ago, uh, for homecoming when they played Central Missouri, put a guy in a neck brace. Uh, yeah, again, that that Jakari, I believe he's five eleven, maybe a buck eighty, buck eighty five. Brings all of it every time he hits. So I have I have decided to call Jakari. Uh, Jakari Headhunter Hunt because Jakari again is that good old school tough nose hard hitting safety right there that that defenders especially receivers fear because Jakari again just uh, plays really abandoned uh, definitely leaves it all out there on, uh, on on the field because Jakari again is a guy I wanted to make sure um that I gave some credit to here. I have not given the credit to him as much as it should have. As a matter of fact, I probably should have asked Coach about him uh, yesterday um, after the game, but I, I, I just completely forgot about that. Um, but uh, but again, the, the uh, secondary to me has definitely been the biggest key. Uh, as we know, the linebacking core has already been solid because, again, we're talking about a linebacking core that is eight deep uh, with, with uh, an NFL prospect, Alex Figure, 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 Roe here, who who um, who had a strong game. You know, Alex Figueroa's stats-wise this season is not what, the, what, what, what they were last season, partly because teams are now... Now running away from him, so I'm making it harder for him to, to make to make make tackles. But Alex Rowe is still a very very talented uh, linebacker, and then you got uh, Colton Colton Lindsay, uh, Chris Chris Pogai, and then the uh, JUCOs Dylan, um, Dylan Hall and Jeremiah Hill, who had the only turnover of the of, of the day, as coach as coach mentioned there on a fumble recovery, um, that set up a field goal, uh, set up a a touchdown, but uh, was, was still still um, points on, on on the board. Um, so that's always good. Um, and then uh, you know, and 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 then while we're on the subject of of defense here, there was a very special guest uh, in in attendance on the sideline, and that was uh, one Derek Loxton. If you if you recall, Derek. Uh, Loxton was the leading tackler from the from the safety spot uh, in the first three games of the season um, before he tragically uh, got his foot cut off by a train. Um, he had been in the hospital. He had to have his leg amputated from the from the knee down on his left leg. Uh, Derek was there. Derek was there on the sideline, and um, this is what Coach had to say about Derek. He's been around, you know, uh, and, and I, they, I don't know that the guys knew that he was going to be there or, or not, but, uh, you know, it's always good to have that kid around. He's got an infectious smile. He's, he's one of those guys that's really easy to be around. He's one of our 
uh, team favorite guys. You know, everybody likes Derek, and uh, you know, for everybody to see Derek, and you know, I'm proud of Derek for uh, for coming out in public. To be quite honest with you, and uh, you know, because that's a that's a big life change, and for him to, to be able to deal with it, and I'm really proud of that kid. He's he's uh, he's just an unbelievable young man, and his his his, his smiles infectious, his energy's infectious, and um, does it did our football team a, a great deal of good today. So again, it was it was good to see Derek out there again. It was good to see that Derek's not letting this injury define him. And uh, you know, again, I wish Derek n- nothing but the but the uh, uh, absolute best. Derek is, is is a is a fine young man, and he still has a bright future uh, ahead of him. Um, now, offensively, here I mentioned earlier a little bit here about the lack of uh, scoring in the red zone. Um, but you know what? I mean, they still had 411 yards of, of, of offense here. Um, you know, uh, the ground game, uh, uh, you know, it is a work in progress. Now, it, it should be noted, it needs to be noted actually, that there were two starters out on along, along the line. Uh, center Nick George has another concussion again that is that is that is never good because you uh, think back to uh former running back jake stanley here had had a few concussions last year and then called it called it quits uh before it started the season this year and then um jacob blair the uh tackle also has a concussion so they were starting uh ben ralston who has played center before but then they had to start another redshirt freshman at tackle, um, and, and and so uh, as you can um, listen in the in the full press conference below, uh, that coach coach uh, uh, speaks on that and and uh, addresses what what needs to happen from that unit moving forward. Um, but the ground game again, you know, and, and then also without Chandler Garrett in there or, or without having an experienced backup, you know, you, you limit the quarterback run. If you watch UCO, you know that the quarterback run is, is a big part of the offense, there, especially in the uh, in the read option game. Um, so that also is limited. But um, Clay McKenzie, uh, Clay McKenzie, the uh, six-year senior out of Calisburg, Texas, um, only had 35 yards and one touchdown on on 14 carries. Not you know not not huge notes, right? Okay, but in the context of history books, Clay McKenzie had one heck of a day because his his 35 yards pushed him over 3,000 career rushing yards, making him only the eighth player in Bronco history to do so. So Clay, uh, on that front, man, congratulations. I know you 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 had two two setbacks here with the uh, knee injuries, man. I'm I'm, I'm glad for you. I, I had the pleasure of talking to Clay uh, before during, uh, during during spring football. And the man was just happy to be back out there with his teammates. Uh, when, when I had asked him what his goals for the season was, and the, uh, uh, all, all, all the man said was just enjoy it. And whatever role he was he was given, that he 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 would he would he would he would take it and do what he could to help the help help, help the team. Uh, you know, Clay, uh, uh, just an all-around good guy. Um, 
and and then uh, his his one touchdown gave him forty for his career, uh, which is which is the third most in program history. So you know Clay. Um, you know, you want to talk about a program guy? Uh, I, I know, I know. In the past, coach has mentioned uh, my man Eli Hooks, um, but 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 Clay Clay is Clay is uh, up there too, and this is what he had to say about Clay uh, after his his record breaking day. Flashy kid, he's never has been throughout his career, but uh, you know, he just he goes and he gets what's there. And uh, he's, he's a physical kid. He, he, he wears people down, um, you know, and he's, he's done that his entire career. You know, he's a, he's a guy that he creates energy because of his, because of his physicality. And, uh, you know, he's, he's done a really good job of that throughout his career. And, and obviously that's a, that's a mark that, uh, you know, is, is a pretty big, pretty big number. So, so there we go, getting Clay. Uh, happy, happy, I'm really happy for you, man. Uh, let's uh, let's continue to have a, a strong rest of the rest of the, rest of the season. Uh, now, in the passing game here, Will Collins an excellent day, uh, going 19 of 24 for 282 yards and two touchdowns. Now, well, Will Collins was a guy that I was kind of somewhat uh, disappointed in when he had fallen from the top of the depth chart in the spring to uh, third string, but uh, you know. Will Collins can, can definitely spin the football here. I mean, Will, you know, Will, Will, Will Collins is a guy here that's a dual threat guy. Uh, as, we, as I had mentioned before, who won a state championship with Lawton MacArthur, the first in school history, owns numerous school records there. Um, one of the all-time one of the all-time leading passers in Oklahoma state history. Um, and, and was a D1 guy in Louisiana Monroe and uh, then transferred back back home and again was leaving in the spring and then you know lost the job uh, lost not only the starting job but did the backup job and um, when when called upon so far this season is 2-0 as a starter so uh, you know again uh, Will Collins here deserves a lot of credit uh, but so does his receiving court because, um, because you know, uh, I, I, as I have mentioned earlier in the podcast, I was tough on one Mikhail Hall. Mikhail Hall has definitely uh, upped his game. Uh, coach has, has credited that to uh, uh, better practice habits, and it has shown because um, Mikhail Hall, on the second play of the game, had a 40-yard catch, and Mikhail Hall went on to have five catches for 111 yards, uh, leading the uh, team in uh, receiving yards. But, but, we have, and I will repeat this here, we have a Ronnie... Turner Jr. Sidey. And Ronnie Turner Jr. Sidey, you know, I was high on this man after that scrimmage. I was like, yes, Ronald Turner Jr. is the guy, right? Where he's that third guy to go with Curry and, and Dustin Boss. And he did nothing for me. But you know what, though? Yesterday, again, just like Mikhail Hall, okay, maybe yesterday's solid performance. Yeah, maybe this is the game that he needs to get it going because he had four catches for 34 yards and um, 
it, it, it was good just seeing him get out there, getting open, making making catches. Because again, we're talking about talking about a guy here, six four, uh, definitely has the size to make to make an impact here. Um, you know, and and and, and uh, just hadn't hadn't done so. So I'm I'm glad here again. Hopefully, this is the turnaround that he needs, and then. Uh, Ronald big play Monroe struck struck again uh when he had I believe one catch from the day for a touchdown. I, I, I mean like Ronald Monroe doesn't make many catches, but again, when he does make catches though, they they are usually for either big games or touchdowns. So my man Ronald the Ronalds today. Ronalds put in some work there Saturday and um that's always good uh good to see and then um, Johnny Bizell, the um, the uh, former quarterback uh, turned turned receiver, made his first career catch uh, on a on a 13 yard uh, catch on a inside slant. So uh, you know, I, I was I was good to see him. You know, he he he's a guy that has worked his way up the uh, rotation and. Um, Sees quite a bit of snaps actually. He just doesn't doesn't get me passes throwing his throwing his his way, but he he did make his first career catch today. So uh, I'm 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 glad for Johnny. Johnny is a guy that um that was a quarterback. Uh, they um moved him because they they thought that he would be a better fit at uh, at receiver. And you know that knowing it kind of takes some takes some time to make that. Uh, transition from quarterback to wide wide receiver, and so I'm I'm glad to see Johnny now making a making his presence known there uh, with a with a nice 13 yard yard catch, and then um, and then and then also making his first statistical uh, numbers that I am aware of is redshirt freshman Sabor Daniels. Now Sabor Daniels was a guy last year. Um, Thanks to that rash of injuries, was a receiver who they moved to running back was the emergency running back behind Bruce uh, White. Uh, he did not have to have to play last year, and they kept him as a running back. And he finally got his first two carries for 11 yards at the end of the game. So again, Sabor Daniels, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad for him too to get his first action. Um, and then to round out on the offense here. Uh, Dustin Bosk, you know, the ever-steady Dustin Bosk. Uh, five, seven catches for 105 yards and one touchdown that came on a 56-yard touchdown pass. Um, Dustin Bosk, again, is a guy that I said that um, is quietly having a career year and is a guy that I need to ask Coach about and is a guy that I need remember to ask Coach about. So here's what Coach had to say about Mr. Dustin Bosk. Uh, he's, he's a talented kid, you know, and when, he, when he's healthy and, uh, you know, he's put in good situations, you know, he's, he's kind of a unique kid. Um, you know, he's, he's, he had the ACL injury as a redshirt freshman and then, uh, you know, had to sit a little bit, you know, last year when we were dealing with a, uh, with an academic issue that we were having to get sorted out and then he was able to play in the Missouri Southern game last year and really created a boost for our football team. He's an explosive kid. Uh, he's really good with the ball in his hand. He's an exceptional athlete, just has a natural bend. 
um, able to get his feet in the ground and uh, was able to set routes. And you guys saw that a little bit today on, on a couple of those football plays. And uh, tracks the ball exceptionally well as well. So, uh, you know, we, he's, he's, a, he's a really talented kid. And we've got to continue to find ways to get the ball in his hands. And when, when you have some other guys step up and play well like, like Jiffy did today, and, um, you know, then, then that takes a little bit of pressure off of him. Yeah, there we go. Dustin Boss. Uh, again, Dustin Boss right now, especially in the absence of the Aurelia Curry, has really stepped up his game and has become the go-to guy uh, pretty much from the slot position here. So, uh, you know, the Dustin Boss, you know, uh, doing his his best to uh, help carry the load. So, uh that was the uh, that was the uh, dominating win over uh, Wasburn, uh, a four and three team too now. So UCL now um, is five and three on the season and is five and one in the last six games. Now I'm looking here at the rest of the schedule and the next two two games, and I, I don't want to jinx it here. Um, but they are very, very winnable games against uh, the two worst teams in the conference, um, Missouri Southern and Northeastern State. So assuming um, that those do become wins, then you're sitting at seven at seven to three here um, before the senior night against a solid Emporia State team that they that they won last year on on again on a two-minute conversion by Josh Crockett on a double reverse. Um, now, if they if they beat Emporia here and they go they go uh, eight and three, what 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 I have been told is they would then have an outside chance to possibly make the playoffs. Now, definitely definitely a bowl. As a matter of fact, I've heard that uh, that if you still win the next two games, they're all but guaranteed another bowl. Which again, from the way that this season has started, and 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 the the injuries, uh, is is a heck of a coaching job by Bobek and his and his staff. But if they could somehow eke eke into the playoffs and surpass last year's team, uh. That that's that's the that that's 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 got to be at least in my opinion here. That has to have Bobek at least up there for coach of the year uh, uh running here. I mean, if if, if if you were to, if you would tell me that this time seven seven weeks ago that this team would be five and three right now with an outside chance if they went out to make the playoffs, uh, I would probably have called you crazy. But this team, they, they found their stride. They turned it around, um, especially using three different quarterbacks. I mean, it seems like seems like weekly now you don't know who who started at quarterback, but it also seems like it does not matter because whoever is back there is is getting the job done. Whether that whether that was Keats, uh, whether that's uh, Chandler Garrett or Will Collins, but they they, they all seem to they do enough. To lead the team to, to the wins, uh, you know, again, the, the, the defense now is playing at at as, at as high level as I've seen them play this season. Um, you know, and, and and if they can get a ground game going, if they can get a legitimate ground game going without the quarterback run, which has been the only hang-up of the offense so far this season, I really think that they have a chance to win out here. I, 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 I really do. Um... 
Now, again, um, I, I don't want to look too far into the future here, but I, I do. I like the, I like the, I like the chances here, especially next week because next week they play one seven Missouri Southern, uh, who's coming off of their first win of the season against Northeastern State. So, you know, again, here we're, we're talking about, you know, UCO's next two opponents here have one win combined. Um, now, Missouri Southern, again, is coming off of their, uh, coming off a 24-19 win over Northeastern. Um, ended a 19-game losing streak. So, you know, I do want to give a shout-out here to uh, Missouri Southern right there, ending that, ending that uh, losing, uh, losing streak. Um, they, they have an uh, intern coach um, as their... Uh, their, their, their head coach, Denver Johnson, I believe was his name, he, he resigned uh, early in October, late September, I think. So, um, again, you know, it, it has definitely been a tough going uh, uh, up there for the Lions in Joplin. But, hey, you know, I'm, I'm glad that they were able to get that get that win. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm always pulling for the, for the underdogs. Not actually not this week because they're playing my UCL Broncos, so we don't have to happen. Um, <clears throat> but uh, you know, so you know, e- e- even even though they are a one in seventeen, though I mean they're still not like they have some areas of strength. Okay, now the areas of strength um, is they is that is that they 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 do have. Um, that that they they are ranked ninth in the whole country in fumbles recovered. So um, you know you see right now. You know I I, I know Dustin Bosk had a fumble that went uh, out of out of bounds. I believe there might have been one more fumble that UCO um, was able to recover. But again, um, you know, that that's that's definitely in, in a uh, area there. And then they are actually a pretty disciplined football team from a penalty standpoint because um, they are 14th in fewest penalty yards allowed uh, a, a game. So, uh, you know, at, at least they don't beat themselves as far as penalties go. Um, now, uh, in their in their win over Northeastern, they were actually outgained 508 to 325. But where they succeeded was they were three and five in the red zone, and um, they had a plus three t- t- uh, t- um, uh, turnover margin in the in the in the win. So that that also um, plays a huge factor too. Uh, and they also ran the ball for 228 yards. Now, if, if you're looking here at the season stats, um, they, they actually are not a bad rushing team. I mean, they average almost almost 130 130 yards a game rushing. Now, you're probably saying that that isn't that great. Well, I mean, when you're when you're Missouri Southern here and you're passing, now let me tell you, let me tell you here about the passing attack. Okay, their passing attack right now uh, of of uh, of the of the two players that have taken the majority of snaps at quarterback have have a combined three touchdowns to twelve interceptions. So when you think about that again, three touchdowns to twelve. 
interceptions. As a matter of fact, the starting quarterback, uh, 62 and 200-pound junior, Sean Kelly, in eight games, has a 0-7 to ratio. Which means that his man has thrown for zero touchdowns and seven interceptions. Now, why he's still starting, I have no clue. I would like to, I would like to think here that the interim coach and quarterbacks coach, former Tulsa quarterback Cody Cody Green, um, you know, would would have would have made made a change, but no, 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 they had not made the change, and they're still sticking with Sean Kelly as starting quarterback as he started all eight games. Uh, now, he is averaging 87.7 yards a game, um, 51% completion percentage, uh, and has ran for uh, three touchdowns on the season. But the, again, so the rushing attack is the best mode of, of, of offense, and they are averaging almost four yards a carry, uh, which is actually impressive. Um, but if you are looking at the overall stats here, I mean, now it's coming in averaging 10 points a game. Again, you're not, you're not going to win, win many games uh, scoring 10 points a game. Um, they only have four interceptions on the season. Now, you know, we must be playing game nine. Yeah, they're playing game nine of the season here, and then we have four picks. So wow, you know that's uh that's pretty that's pretty bad. Okay, now now you could say, uh, well, you know, uh, you know now so now sometimes uh, you know teams don't don't have don't have a lot of picks. Okay, you know maybe they have a lot of fumble recoveries. Uh, now to their credit here, uh, they have recovered six fumbles. Okay, so you know, hey, look again. Opportunistic defense here, as far as recovering, recovering fumbles. Oh, okay, you know, well, all right, well, you know, maybe, maybe they, they, they get pressure on the uh, quarterbacks. Two sacks, two sacks all season long. Again, we in game nine, and this team only has two sacks. Two sacks. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, people complain about. About uh, OU's for the line, or or the, or the or the Dallas Cowboys for the line, they have. I, I, I would like to think at least double, not three times, the sacks here that Missouri Southern has. I mean, we, we, I, I saw that last time. I was like, I cannot believe this here. Two sacks, two sacks. Okay, um, and you know, uh, and those are spread by three players actually, because two players have have half a sack. And their sack leader with one sack is uh, Romello Jackson, a 6'2", 270-pound sophomore lineman. So, uh, again, pass rush, probably not there. Um, now, <clears throat> now, I'm wondering here, okay, well, if they're that bad, in and, and, and just, the, just the basic defensive areas here, then what are they allowing the game? <laughs> Let me tell you what they are, what they are allowing the game here. 48.7 points per game, 286.6 rushing yards a game, with a, a 6.2 yards per carry. So if Yusuf was ever trying to establish the ground game, this is the game to do it right here. I mean, this is the game. We're talking about here how 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 Obek definitely wants to see improved line play. This is the game to do it. 
because uh, again here, everybody they played um, because even Northeastern ran for 224 yards. So yeah, I, 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 okay, it, they you still be able to run on run on this team. They should be able to hand it off to Clay McKenzie and Justin Curry and have them just pound it, pound it, pound it. Um, I mean, again, they, they, they've got 27 rushing touchdowns. I mean, again, hey, look, if Chandler, if Chandler Garrett can by can, can by somehow play play in this in this game, that would be great because that would definitely uh, work in the Broncos' favor on that. Boy, uh, that, that would be great. Um, they also allowed 282.5 passing yards a game, allowed 18 touchdown passes, again to only four picks, and a <clears throat> total. 569 yards a game with seven and a half yards of play. Staggering. Just utterly staggering numbers. Um, I got to mention here the defense has 12. I mean, the uh, the offense is throwing 12, 12 picks. Um, they have punted 27 times. Yeah, so, so so Missouri Southern has punted 27 times, and they have only now now according to their statistics on their on their website, they only fielded eight punt returns all season. So you're equating here that 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 accounts to one punt return a game. One a game. I, 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 you know, I mean. Again, we we you know I, I I mentioned here that they are the Kansas of the conference. Okay, I, I, let me rephrase it. They are the they are the twenty fifteen Kansas of the conference. Now, if you don't recall that that was Dan Beatty's first year after the Charlie White debacle when Kansas went zero twelve and lost every game and averaged forty points. This is what this reminds me of right now. Okay, this, this, this is this is what this reminds me of. Um, they uh, they allow a forty-seven percent third down complete. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, they allow a forty-seven percent third down conversion rate. Uh, sixty-three percent on fourth downs. Uh, now, to their credit, though, to their credit, now they have only allowed fourteen sacks. So maybe the line is not better. Granted, 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 granted. Though they are a run-heavy team, which definitely assists you in the in the uh, excuse me in the in the sack column. Um, but still, that's that's kind of impressive. Actually, uh, they have now 51 touchdowns on the season, and um, and have allowed teams uh, out of 51 red zone trips to score 45 times. 36 of those resulting in touchdowns. Uh, and then one final statistic to note here on Missouri Southern is they lead the country 
in block punts allowed. So just just be just be aware of that. Okay. Um. So uh, UCO uh, and and this, this, now again, I I felt I felt I felt to mention that in that Wasburn recap though, the special teams were huge in that in that in that game, especially on the kick return coverage. Um, they had Wasburn return man. Lonnie with with uh Lonnie Ballantyne, I believe it was the yeah. No Corey Corey Ballant Corey Ballant Ballantyne. Okay. That man uh in the fir- in in the in the first quarter in the in the in the in the first quarter here Hold on, I, I, I wrote this down, didn't I? I wrote this down. Hold on, hold on. Excuse me here, let me let me find this note. Uh, he had, I believe, three returns in that first quarter for fourteen yards. That 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 is an ama- that that that's an amazing job right there by that return team. And and I and I I did ask ask coach about that about the special teams. Uh, and uh, you can you can you can hear what he said about that in the uh, press conference below, but um, definitely was was uh, was really impressed there by the by the by the kick coverage. So they they were able to get down there fast. Now, granted, I like to think that Missouri Southern would probably kneel those down uh, in the end zone instead of um, bringing them out like Court Valentine. Like granted, Court Valentine is one of the better return men in 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 the conference. So uh, I, I definitely see why he has the green, the green light, uh, but still, that 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 was that was definitely um, yeah, that was definitely a, a strength there that I forgot to mention uh, in the recap portion. But uh, but again, um, so uh, again, I like to think that uh, they, at the at the special teams could have another impact. Um, now for for players to watch here for Missouri Southern. Um, I'm gonna go through this part rather quickly because it just isn't a lot um, people to really be aware of. And then, and then, um, you know, their uh, leading rusher, uh, Dalton James, six foot, two hundred pound sophomore from Sulphur. So we have an Oklahoma native there. Um, 526 yards, two touchdowns, 4.2 yards carry, uh, 65.7 yards a game. So he is their leading rusher. And then they use two other backs, uh, Caleb Beatty, a Juco sophomore, 5'9", 210, has 263 yards, uh, has yet to score a touchdown this season. And then Shamar Coleman, a 5'11", 190 sophomore, has a hundred yards and one touchdown this season. So um, again, <clears throat> I don't expect to see a lot of runs. Um, they only had 97 passing yards in their win last week. So uh, or yesterday. So I, I, I would again suspect um, a heavy dose of the of the ground game there. Um, and then when they do pass it, the leading receiver is tight end Eric Dedrick Jr., a 6'5", 225-pound senior, has 19 catches for 184 yards, um, has, has yet to found the end zone, and then Aaron Willis, 5'11", 180 junior, 12 catches, 155, and one touchdown. 
Um, your touchdown leader, as far as passing goes, listed as as an athlete on the website. Now I'm assuming he's probably like your H back tight end guy. Uh, six six four, two hundred and fifteen pound sophomore Jeremy Davis has four catches for thirty four yards and uh, two touchdowns. So uh, you know, again. Not 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 impressive numbers here. And then defensively, they are led by um, the linebacking duo Justin. Now I hope I'm not gonna butcher this, this man's name too bad. Lee Lee Gare. Uh, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just I'm gonna just go with go with that. Lee Lee Gare, uh, six six foot, two fifteen junior. Um, is the lean tackler with six six tackles, five for loss, and then uh, uh, Akil Beard, 6'2", 225 junior, has 51 tackles, two, two and a half for loss, and one forced fumble, and then um, in the secondary, uh, Deshaun Callen, uh, six, six foot, 176 junior, 49 tackles, four for loss, and one INT, and then their interception leader is Corenzo Credit, 5'11", 175 junior, um, who leads the team with two inter- interceptions? And then I already mentioned Mr. Memo Jackson is the team sack-, sack leader with just one. And then rounding it out here for special teams, um, the kicker, uh, Paul Wolf, 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 my bad. Paul Wolf, uh, 5'10, 185 pound junior from Independence. Mooney College, so we got a um, last chance you guy right there. So, and there we go. Um, six of nine, wrong of 44 with two kicks blocked. And then punting is Riley Hawthorne, 6'1, 187 pound junior, a Broken Arrow native, um, averaging 40.9 yards of punt, 13 inside the 20, and five of 50 plus plus yards. So um, the keys to the game, uh, I mean, it just, they gotta just continue to, to do what they do, come out there strong again as they have done in the past, what, six weeks, um, come out strong, um, you know, um, jump on them early, um, and just, just, just play them in a football. I know, I mean, I don't think there's any really just area here, I mean, if I would say defensively here, um, just, 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 just have to run because they can't pass. So I, I would definitely come out there and run heavy defense. Um, offensively here, I mean, just you can again. Now I think this is the game here where I would try to run, 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 run the ball more. Just to try to establish a decent ground game here. Try to establish. Um, some um, some uh, momentum and and confidence here along the offense along the, the uh, line and in the backfield right now because it has been a struggle. Um, and then you know th- thirdly here, this is a good. This is definitely a good day to get. Uh, some backups uh, in 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 the game here, so I will definitely be, be be watching this game solely for that reason because they have yet to really be in a game where they can put in their backups. Now, now last week, last Saturday, last Saturday or yesterday, I don't know, depending on what time this podcast airs, um, 
They did play some backups, um, but not on defense because they wanted that shutout. So the uh, defense played the whole game. Offensively, they put in a couple of a couple of backups like Sabor Daniels in there at the at the tail end of the game. But by the time they got the ball back, there was about thirty seconds left. So um, I want to think that they could get some more extended time. So we should be hearing some more names, some uh, new names in the uh, in the stat book uh, next week. Um, so I, I'm, I'm definitely um, looking, looking forward to uh, seeing who those names are. Um, so I'm going to do it um, for the preview and recap portion now. Before I conclude this week's podcast, I have mentioned at the beginning that you want to stick around because I have some big news um, at the end of the podcast. And we have reached that time. And I do have big, big, big news. Now, again, now, before I announce this news, this would not have been possible without the support of you all. You all have blown my mind. You have shattered every expectation that I've had for this podcast. Um, you know, when we when when um, when uh, when 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 my man Suave uh, when I ran when I ran this the, the idea here of doing a doing a couple of podcasts by him uh, he was, he was, uh, all, uh, all, 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 uh, all for it, um, you know, and, and so I appreciate this, well, I appreciate that, give me the, the, uh, uh, chance to, to do that, um, but, uh, you know, in, in the, uh, beginning here, we had two podcasts, uh, we had, we had the Cho Show, uh, which focused on UCO, and then we had the fourth and long podcast, which, which, um, focused on the Dallas Cowboys, uh, and Big 12, um, but, um, you guys just blew this podcast out of the water. I mean, we had three or four times more views on this podcast as we did on the fourth long podcast, which caused me to just completely drop that podcast, put all my efforts into this podcast. Um, you know, the, 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 uh, the, uh, support that I have gotten, um, Again, from you, from from the listeners on on social media with with the official UCO um, Broncos athletics page on Twitter, retweeting it, um, it just really means a lot. Um, you know that 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 they that they support this here. Um, you know, the whole whole, whole, whole whole purpose of this was to get. Um, was to was to spread awareness about the quality of athletics at at at, at UCO when at the at the D two level. Um, there are some darn good athletes, some darn good coaches. Um, you know, it just they, they just they just don't get you know a lot of a lot of press. You know because you know they they're not they're not the Alabamas or the OUs, but I mean there are some darn good talent down there. Uh, you know, there's 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 local kids that you know, there's there's guys that, that, that you've seen playing on Fridays and you, you know and you and you have no idea what happened to them and you know, you, you 
come down to Edmond, you, you come down to Warren Stadium, you're like, oh yeah, I I, I, I do kind of, you know, that 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 guy sounds uh sounds familiar. So, uh, you know, like, again, I I just can't thank you all enough, um, for the uh, for the support. Um, it, it really means a lot. It, it 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 really it really does because when I first started this, I thought that it might just be like a small following. But you guys would definitely blow my patience. So from, from from the bottom of my heart, I really do thank you. Um, and and I encourage you to please continue to support the podcast because moving forward, um, it will not end solely after football season. Well, um, well, my plan is I'll go ahead and sleep with y'all. Well, what my plan is is once football season ends. After, you know, whether they get to a bowl or the playoffs, after that ends, we will have a recap show um, breaking down the uh, season. And then we will move on to basketball because, as you know, college bubble season is right around around the corner. And this website is built off of uh, basketball. <coughs> Excuse me. Built off of basketball, football, fashion, music, and entertainment. So, in that spirit, we will continue this podcast. It will just convert into basketball until signing day comes, and then we will have a signing day special. And then, um, once spring football starts, we'll we'll we'll, we'll jump into that too. But, um, so that that is the plan moving 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 forward. So I I, I hope you all will, will stick around for what is um for for sure to be a another exciting season of Bronco hoops, and that you and that you continue to stick around um to to see the the uh, conclusion on what has been a roller coaster of a Bronco football season. Now um, to wrap this thing up. Uh, um, the, the big announcement here, the the, the, the big tuna. Um, we have secured um, a interview, a one-on-one sit-down interview with uh, head football coach Nick Bobek. Um, this is this is this is huge. It's something I have been trying um, to get. It has been in the in the works now for a couple of weeks. I did not want to tell you all. And then get your hopes up if we cannot secure that. But um, yesterday we were able to secure um, a, uh, a a a a yes from from a coach to come on the podcast. He has no problem coming on the podcast. Uh, that really means a lot. I, I know um, the last podcast, last action podcast, I to write up. I know a couple of coaches on the on the on the coaching staff retweeted it. Um, so uh, you know, again, I'm I'm glad that it's reaching every uh, as many people as possible here. Again, it just really means 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 a lot. But we will have a show show special. Um, so, uh, one-on-one sets of uh, a one-on-one set-down interview with Nick Bobek um, that is going to take take place this Friday. So, what I need you all to do is, um, if you have any questions that you want me to ask Coach, any subjects you want brought up here, um, feel 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 free to let me know. Now, you can do this in many ways. You can naturally, you can just leave a comment here um, below, 
or you can reach me on Facebook. Uh, yeah, on, on uh, Facebook, um, Instagram, um, uh, at Jonathan Goodo. Uh, my uh, it, that is J O N A T H A N, and then Goodo G O U D E A U. Uh, again, J O N A T H A N, and then G O U. D-E-A-U. The Instagram name is just all that in one combined, so there's just no spaces. It's just Jonathan Goodo. Uh, feel free to follow me. Um, feel free to um, DM me. Uh, if you follow me, um, you know, on, on on game days, we will, you know, I will, I will let you know uh, updated news on our story. And then, um, what I have decided to also do moving forward here is we're going to um, go Instagram live on the press conferences. So, um, after, because UCO has two more road games in this tonight. So, following that Emporia State game, I will definitely post um, something to my uh, story saying press conference shortly and then we'll go live with the, with, with, with the press conference. I tested that out um, yesterday <clears throat> and uh, for the most part, it went smoothly and then uh, and then that way, um, you know, once it once it ends live, it stays on the story for for 24 hours, so you can you can you know watch it there uh, as many times as you want, and then we'll also have it on the uh, on the site uh, uh, as well. But I think that 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 would be uh, a, a cool touch for, for for those who who can um, and want to see it immediately after. Um, can can do that. So um, that is plan moving moving forward. But so um, again, uh, if you have any questions, subject matters you want discussed with Coach, uh, I will have about a two hour, uh, two hour probably, probably, probably about an hour and a half um, time frames to to talk with Coach. So. Um, again, just just it's anything. Follow follow the kid on Instagram and um, Facebook. Um, my name is JG Smooth. I'll talk to you all later. Bye. Have a beautiful time.